No, I mean it's fine if you want to. You want <laughs> Vanessa? You're being mean. I gotta go upstairs and take a nap. What's the matter with your children? <laughs> Did you watch your Brett Garrett? He told you. <laughs> I don't even remember. I've never seen one episode of Everybody Loves Raymond. Does that make me what? weird? I've never seen an episode of it. Have you seen the documentary about Everybody Loves Raymond in Russia? No, it's uh, am I important <laughs> in it? It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's should, really good. Should I pay it's attention? It's a great limited Ray Romano. <laughs> limited edition Ray Romano. Uh, what's what's what do you call it? What's the no Phil Rosenthal, who's the producer and writer and creator of uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. He's Russian. He went over to Russia. Shit. Though they were making their own version of it, as a lot of these shows do, and they yeah. they cast a whole new cast, and it was all in Russian. But it was like him. You know, it was a Jew in Russia, basically, <laughs> and it was—I mean, it was hilarious. It's really funny. Um, I don't know what it's on now, but it's—it's—I'll have to look that up. But it's—it's it's really good. Um, it gives you a little bit of behind the scenes of how that kind of yeah, stuff works. I'm curious about that? That's fun. Um, in Russia, let me see. <laughs> but, exporting Raymond is what it's called. Really? That's a funny. Yeah. It's, I would imagine that some of them making their own shit is probably a holdover from communism when they couldn't bring anything outside of the state in, you know. There's like uh <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Duh. You want to make we could do you, another show, You want to make Phil? a version of my show? It's called it Jews in there's, Russia. There's like five people that are like, who the fuck is this? Yeah. It's Ray Romano. <laughs> Although at one point it was the biggest show in the world, it wasn't was. it? It was. If I remember correctly, it was like the biggest comedy on television. It was, It was. was it Post Friends? Post Friends. Or yes, definitely Post Friends. Concurrent of Friends. Yes, Post Friends. Yes, it was, I think it was in the the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, I, it doesn't really show me where it is, but you can find it. Exporting Raymond. <laughs> Exporting Raymond. I'm in. I'm into it. It I, was done in 2011. What, Raymond, uh, the the documentary was, or everybody loves uh -huh. Raymond was. No, the documentary. I I did enjoy um, his uh, Ray Romano's turn on the show Parenthood. He was a delight on that as uh, Lauren Graham's uh, love interest. I got to bang a Gilmore. <laughs> Welcome to Two Shots and a Royalty Check, brought to you by Venmo, your money, your move, and Liquid Death, murder your thirst. Let's get back into it. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. He's just on, um, I'm watching a new show on HBO called Bookie. Ooh, what is that? With Sebastian Maniscalco. By the way, if you have not liked the previous, the last Maniscalco stand-up, I'm pretty, I love him. He's great. Awesome. But he went with this whole, like, sort of anti-woke thing on his last special. Mm. He thinks it's because he wasn't as physical. I'm like, the material sucked. You just sort of hit it late where it's like, <laughs> oh, you can't say anything. Yeah, I know. You have a we special on fucking this. Netflix. Shut we already up. heard it. You know, yeah. I, I always love these people that have these huge specials and millions of dollars in, pers you know, in, in a production. And they're like, oh, you can't say anything anymore. <laughs> Check out okay. my light show. Like, lasers. If I'm hearing you say that, then, yeah, you can. <laughs> have you checked out all the in lasers? In Vegas, by the way. He did a whole room in Vegas. Fantastic. But anyway, it's this show called Bookie. Yes. And it's an interesting setup because he's a bookie in L.A. Mm -hmm. with a former F NFL football player as, like, his sidekick. And... 
um, you know, legalized gambling isn't there yet. Ooh. And so he can still do it because people don't want to pay the VIG and taxes and all gotcha. that. Gotcha. He's really, he's really, really good as an actor in it. Interesting. Really good. All right. But the first episode, the first guy you see is Ray Romano. <laughs> Excellent. And you never see him again. He's getting what? kicked out of his house and watching his, waving to his kids goodbye because he has a gambling problem. Well, maybe but he'll... he never shows up again. And in that same episode is Charlie Sheen. Oh, fantastic! I'm like Jesus Christ! It's a Chuck Lorre show, so oh, he has, he's Chuck, got a lot of Chuck people. Chuck Lorre's <laughs> gone, gone, gone. Rated R on HBO. Yeah. Oh, it's great. It's great. Fantastic. It's great. I love it. I'm, I'm into try, I'm into checking it out. I just re-upped my. Um, HBO subscription because it was time. Aside from my yeah. yearly rewatching of The West Wing. <laughs> and now the yearly rewatching of The West Wing. Let's it, walk and talk. They always have a they always have a really great Christmas episode, so I was quite happy to enjoy that uh today while uh, you know, setting up my Christmas tree. Uh, your Christmas tree looks awesome. It's, I wish we were on video today. Because you're you've got this beautiful look. At the Christmas tree in the back, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? Um, I'm very, very happy about it. I, uh, I, I hung the most important ornament on the tree, which is uh, the star or the angel on top of it is Ewan McGregor's uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi with a lightsaber. He has been the angel on the top of the Christmas tree for many, many a moon. Um, wow. Yeah. Wow, yeah. so traditional. So traditional. Well, I mean, have you seen so that, traditional. that that meme where the, the dude like swapped all the pictures of Jesus in his mom's house to Obi Wan with the long hair and beard? <laughs> it's what yeah. it, it, you know between me and my kid, we were both like, "Fucking looks like Jesus." Put him up there. <laughs> I, do you remember when I was in Texas? I think I texted you this, but there's the the ranch I was staying at. The lady in the house, the lady of the house, she bought a Jesus picture off of. Etsy, you know, shopping network or whatever, because God, they love the shopping network out yeah. there. Yeah, I'm like, well, well, you don't have internet, but your phone works. Yeah, your TV works. Um, and so she got it while I was there, and she was like, Michael, I'm so excited. Have you seen this? Look, it's just a beautiful picture of Jesus. And I'm like, that is a cowboy. <laughs> like that. That is not. That it's is not, not. I mean, it Jesus. doesn't even have like an angelic thing behind it. Like it, all it has is it's a cowboy without a hat on. But it's like a full beard, blue eyes. Looks like he just put out a Winston cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> that is not the Lord and Savior. Jesus. Maybe it's her Lord and Savior. How dare you? How dare you? I know. I didn't. I I didn't tell She's her. Like, I was like, oh yeah, it's gorgeous. I hope that brings you peace, Michael. How much was it? This is <laughs> this is a photo of Jesus. And he works on the east uh, pasture. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Jesus. Uh, yeah, I just you did. No, that's that you, fine. No, it's that's not, fine. I know one. It's not, oh. I know one. I know Jesus. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. He makes that joke I all would, the time. I would love it if there was uh, some type of rando white guy out there whose parents got the idea to name him Jesus. Yeah, there's there's got to be out there. If you're like a heavy, hardcore, you know, devout, faithful Christian, and you're like, my son is an incredible human being. His name must be Jesus. We must must give an homage to our Lord and Savior. Yeah, but wouldn't you be like, I don't know, you'd be kind of like, you know, poking... Poking like sort of history, if, if you because like what if he turned out to think he was the second coming? 
Like then you're a well, Christian brings- family that has to deal with a 14 year old. That's like, I walked on water yesterday and you can't tell me to clean my room. Well, you know, in the grand scheme of things, we always knew somebody would come along to bring balance to the force. So, you know, at some point in time, evil Jesus had to show. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best holiday episode ever. Talking about I mean, evil really Jesus. Is. Yeah, let's talk more about Jesus. I'm developing a TV show <laughs> that's called Thief in the Night. And, and it's about Jesus's second. It's not just a second coming. It's that periodically Jesus comes back to Earth to try to be like, hey, what's going on here? I'm, I think I'm ready to come back and... And and every time he gets dropped into a place in Earth, it's kind of kind of quantum leap, but not really. Nice. Uh, it's he comes back now, and he's homeless, and finds out he has to get a license. He has no money, and you know, and so he goes to Goodwill, and he has to buy you know clothes and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And he ends up buying like Jesus shirts, and he's like, "Well, this is kind of ironic." <laughs> but it turns out that he absolutely hates everything about Christianity. Like, I really want to tell that story about how truly Jesus would hate Joel Osteen running a church in a fucking arena and taking all that money. I I just, he would hate it. Maybe. And, and then try to, but you know, but if there were, if there was somebody who came back as a amalgam of Jesus right now, <laughs> like, and, and actually truly was. Yeah. And you know, he can't, and of course there's, there's angels that are on earth that are trying to help navigate it. Yeah. But if he was, even if he could do miracles, a few of them, and he can only like do one a week and it's only a certain amount of them, a certain level of miracle to prove it. But even if he did, no one would believe it. Right. Like nobody would, everybody would be like, yeah, it's just a crazy homeless guy. Yeah. Crazy homeless guy. CGI. I've seen it all before. They did that in the last yeah. Marvel movie. Whatever. Yeah, please. David Copperfield made a Statue of Liberty disappear. Yeah. Please, come yeah. on. Apparently, he's got it. Didn't he make the moon the disappear? Moon. Is, he, is it yes. happening or is it not happened yet? I think it's happening. Okay. We should check that. Yeah, we need to check, check that. that. Fact check that shit. And we're talking about um, David Copperfield, not Jesus making the moon disappear. I need to call um, David's people and find out. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to make the moon disappear, he said. It's taken 30 years of work. That's literally 30 years of our lives to develop, he said. Wow. And there's multiple methods to make it work. And I'm collaborating. He's, he's collaborating with Save the Children. That makes no sense. Well, maybe That was on donating. November 3rd, 2023. Yeah, so that's like a little over a month ago. Uh, you know. Yeah. I mean, I understand. I mean, I, I okay, don't know. The like, illusion is set to take place in February 2024. Fuck yeah. And by the way, where is it? In case happening? you're looking up at the moon while you're listening to this, rehearsals are already underway. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, is it going like, to make it disappear? You may worldwide? at some point during the month notice half of the moon is missing, uh, Stu. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm wondering if they're like, it's a new moon and David Copperfield made it disappear. I just hope they license. Uh, a little Duran Duran? Is it Duran Duran or is it uh, this New Moon on Monday? Tigers? Yeah. Yeah, that's Duran Duran. Duran Duran. It is Duran Duran, yeah. right? It was like my torch. whatever. Okay. And raise it to the new Moon on Monday. New Moon on Monday. Yeah, it's a great song. Uh, How old is he? 79? Uh, David Copperfield or Simon Le Bon? Simon Le Bon. 64, I believe. 63 good or 64. Good Lord. He just looks so good. He looks so Saw good. That, see that Instagram thing with him on his fucking uh, yacht? God. Yeah. Yeah. And when they taking were, a little break from the tour, you fucking, know. Fucking, I just, yeah. Can we just do that? 
Let's just do that. Let's do that. Okay, this is the last podcast. See y'all later. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be on our yacht. (laughs) We need to do... We'll start a yacht podcast. That'd be sweet. Yacht cast. Ooh. And it's all about yacht rock. This is funny. The other night when uh, some people were drunk, um, there was talk (laughs) about... Have you ever thought about living on a houseboat like yes, in the canals? Constantly. In constantly. Constantly. I have never ever considered it. I follow several accounts on Instagram of people that live on can, on on barges on canals in Europe because it looks amazing. And they're like amazing. this artistic community, right? Yes. Like they travel and meet other people. Yeah, and, and they shill their they shill their wares, you know. Yeah, uh, you know, and it's it just looks that looks so fucking great to me. It's pretty cheap too. Yeah, I saw one for like forty grand. <gasps> I love. Yeah. What, you remember the joke used to be you're gonna you know if you keep you know doing this you'll live in a van down by the river, and now like to live <laughs> in the van down by the river it's like a ninety thousand dollars sprinter, and you're like yeah, you know <laughs> yeah you, you that'd can be awesome. <laughs> if fucking Jason Momoa can live in a ninety thousand dollars sprinter down by the river, why can't you? Yeah, I don't know. I think I think uh especially if it's on the like the canals and little tributaries, it's yeah. not too much swaying. Yeah. I wouldn't imagine if you're moored. I believe I, I, this is the thing is that I had to get into all this. I'm so used to like California boat people and Colorado <laughs> boat people. There's, I'm like I do not want to be a boat person. Yeah. Like and I'm like and the person I was talking to, I'm like, "Okay, hold on. Do you know anything about boats?" And they're like, ah, "Not really." I was like, "All right, starboard, what's that?" Right. You're like, it's right, yeah. right? And I was like, okay, there we go. How about aft? Your butt. There you go. It's in the back. See, we're good. We're, we're half good. the way there. Yeah. We already know. We're living on a prayer, half buddy. Living but on a I don't want to do rigging. I don't want to have sails. Like, I mean, if yeah. the, the boat needs to be all... Yeah. It needs to sound like that. Yeah. It needs to... Yeah. Uh, you know that David Gilmore's studio, I believe, is a is a barge on the Thames. I'm pretty Get the sure. Fuck out of here! Really? I'm pretty sure. I, I, I there, at least it's something like that. The um, insurance but, on that, my god. He, yeah, but he doesn't keep anything. He, he's like, I've, oh, I've got a Neve console over there. We record on that. And, you know, do <laughs> it's one of the ones that stole. But from all the friends. all the important things are down the street in the Sotheby's garage. <laughs> 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 yes, that's the other thing. The Thames. That would be like that's. When I started researching it the next day, yeah, with lots of coffee, I was like, houseboat. Hmm. Yeah. Um, there's tons of Airbnbs. Yeah. There's tons of that kind of stuff going yeah. on. But um, as I was looking at it, you know, they're showing like all the, well, you can't afford a place in London now, but you might be able to afford a houseboat. Fuck, I want a houseboat. I did. Yeah, I live on a houseboat. Yeah. Totally. Dog would be mad oh, at me yeah, the whole time. Oh, yeah. Go on but... top, do a little meditation in the morning. Uh, I don't meditate in front of people. That's disgusting. Yoga? <laughs> oh, naked that yoga? Good. Like, like, there's sun, that guy again. Sun your butthole. <laughs> you know, get there. There's that guy again, sunning his anus on sunning. his houseboat. <laughs> Look what you all have done. <laughs> gonna, gonna air out the brown eye. But I, I think, I don't know, I like it. I like, I like the, the idea. idea. It sounds nice. Plus, and, this is like a counter to my friends, if you've listened to the podcast for a long time. I'm about to find out from my friends. This will be in a future podcast. Whether or not they're actually lo- moving to Portugal... Or to Spain, Ooh. where they're not, they're cashing out their chips. We're doing New Year's, so okay. we're going to find out. Um, and so the counter to that is like, oh, yeah? Well, why don't you come visit me on my houseboat in the Netherlands, or I'll just meet you. <gasps> uh, 
That sounds amazing. That sounds amazing. Yeah, just uh, yeah. Give me a couple of weeks. I'll 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 just I'll putter on over. Yeah. You know that sounds so fucking fantastic. And I mean, can you imagine how incredibly you would sleep at night with the just the light swaying of the the canal waters? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I yeah. think Wi-Fi and electricity might be an issue. Starlink, buddy, come on now. You'll have to have a propane tank. Propane and propane, propane accessories. Uh, there's so much uh, generators. Uh, solar generators are so powerful now. They're just there is so little to worry about. Right All now. right, Patriot, easy. easy. Have you seen those commercials? <laughs> How come every fucking solar generator is like called Four Patriots or yeah. you know StockUp.com? <laughs> and it's like. I just, I just want an extra little power source. No, this is for your country. Yeah. Fuck the government. Get yourself a solar generator. This right here is the AK-47 of generators. <laughs> it is fully automatic. Fully automatic and you don't need a goddamn It'll license. It'll fluff you, your boyfriend, and your wife. Get one before the government makes you register it. Uh, God. <laughs> big oil and big, big energy. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Uh yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to tax that sunshine there for you, fella. Somebody has seen those commercials. And and of course, you know, it's like, you know, as it's so funny because it's tied to climate change. Yeah. As the weather gets worse, and they'll show like these tornadoes and <laughs> just huge people walking storms. down the street and like, They're like a don't blizzard. be without power. And it's like, wait a minute, aren't you the people that are like, mm, I think it's a little warm in winter? <laughs> you know, <laughs> what happened to, you know, they get all pissy about that. Or it's like 165 degree day, and some they're like, yeah, no climate change, liberal. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry for all for all our conservative Get friends who are listening. Get off my plane, all two of you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. But the, to, I mean, I think the idea of living on so like I I'm a you know as much as I'm a hopeless romantic or a hapless romantic, it's probably more like it. Um, uh, the the idea of a kind of a nomadic life, especially once my my kid is uh, is an adult and kind of self sustainable. Yeah. Um, the idea of of my me and my person, uh, whoever that may be in the future, he's single, ladies. Uh, ladies, <laughs> no, hey, ladies. Um, you know the idea of me and my my person, just like you know what, we're gonna take the canal barge and we're gonna park it here and we're just gonna putter on over to Italy and we're gonna sit on Lake Como for uh, you know a month and I'm gonna write the great American novel from Italy. <laughs> That's where you do it. That's where yeah. you do it. Uh, or, you know, just the idea of being able to travel and not really worry about any of my stuff, you know? Like, my stuff, yeah. I, don't need, I don't need stuff. What I, I would need have is, to pare way down. I don't know if I would as much. I think that, I mean, I'm at the point where, you know, if I needed to go to a studio to make a record, I know enough people all over the world that I could find a fucking studio. Plus, I made it my life's goal to go make a record at Miraval Studios one day. Yeah, we got to do that. We do have to do that. It's that I'm, I still am like pushing for a son recording too. Oh, Ooh, we've got Who friends. Was it, that was been it there. Ryan? That yeah, did Ryan, that? Ryan, Chris, and the Rough Cuts went and did a, a track there, I believe, or maybe just yeah. him. I don't remember. But yeah, fuck yeah, we'll have to ask him about that. We should get him on here to talk about. We should all when kinds we do of interviews next year. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, it's that. Well, that and Rockport. Oh yeah, I have to go yeah. down. Go down to that. I mean, there's so many places. Like that's yeah. the thing is like studio porn life is awesome. Oh god, yeah. 
Miraval is no better place to hang out, especially with regards to the fact that it also has the vineyard attached to it. And have you seen Miraval? Yeah, it is. It is one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen in my life. And to think that you can go there, drink wine, and make records, and you can record an app. Mostly do a bunch of post production shit there. You know, they do a bunch of film work there as well. And I'm just like, I I would go fucking live there. (laughs) Can I be your house engineer? Just yeah. Yeah. like all I need to do, I need a corner over there. That's it. And occasionally, I will I will drink some of your wine. Often, I will drink. Uh, for some those of, your of wine. you who don't know, excuse me. Yeah, God, that's a fine two dollars. <laughs> um, <for, laughs> that's a buck, buddy. For I know. Where's your cough button? For those of you who don't know, Miraval Studios. Um, Brad Pitt redesigned it with mm-hmm. uh, Damien Quintal. Yeah, very nice um, pronunciation. And it is in. Uh, it's actually Chateau. Oh, De Marval. Um, and it is in France and in Corins. Mm. And so, like, just look it up, M I R A V A L, if you want to lust after it is. what it would be like oh, to be in the studio. Stunning. This is not a studio that you have, like, bottles of wine and cigarettes. No. And, and your, your crew in. It's not one of those. It's yeah. a different kind of, of like, lock in studio. It's not. I the mean, place. there's wine. Oh yeah, there's drink it outside. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's not the type of place where you know, like I like you and I get emails. Like when I've got studio stuff going on, I'll put up some type of you know, like hey, you know, I've got some dead time here, some special. I'll get an email. It's like, hey, yo, what it costs for me to come in and spit some sweet rhymes in your shit? Yeah, it is not a place not. to do that. <laughs> no, probably not. You can do that at home. <laughs> yes, you can do that at home. How about this? You take that uh, that blue USB microphone of yours and you do it there. That sounds great. Are you drinking a Diet an Dr. Eyeball. Pepper? Get an eyeball and spit in it. Oh. Is that a Diet they Dr. Work Pepper? perfect. You know those eyeball mics that oh, yeah. have oh, the, the condenser in it? Yes, yes, yes. Those yes. are good for VO. It's, just, yeah. it's, it's not good for dynamic singing that you got to... You got to play yeah. around with the mic over here and over here and over here and back here. Yeah. You want to sing a little bit closer and then come in really nice. It doesn't work for that. I've been seeing, it's been, here's an interesting thing that I've been seeing inter- uh, with, with regards to like microphones. I've seen a bunch of dudes on, you know, a bunch of uh, engineer um, acquaintances on, on Instagram and on TikTok have been playing with recording using the iPhone, the new iPhone microphones and playing with the proximity effect and how it, how it, how really fucking great the microphone on the new iPhones is and how they can actually get some really usable things out of it. It's crazy. Do you mean, and you mean directly out of the phone, not through yeah. the headset not microphone? Not through the headset microphone, through the, okay. like the, yeah, the mic and the, the, where you, you know, moan to your girlfriend. Well, the noise canceling algorithm is amazing. Yeah. In it. It mm-hmm. is. I know that part of it is amazing. Yeah. Um, I there's a producer in Portland that I was talking to last week, and she does. She prefers singers to give her demos on a headset mic through the phone. Really, She's like, like the... just do it on notes. Wow, listen to it and do it on notes, and give me like four of them. Yeah, and the shit she pulls out of that, I'm like, oh my god, really? She's like, I don't know why, but like the the audio is so. Like malleable, it's just very clear. It's never peaked. Wow! Like you know, she makes sure that it's always on you know half or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Just tells them, just don't peak it. 
Yeah. But just sing through that and then send me that. It gets text to her. It's not some huge file. She pulls it in. But like whatever her chain is, yeah. oh, she's got it locked in for an iPhone headset mic. That's actually kind of brilliant. Not AirPods. Yeah. That's kind of brilliant, though, because that that microphone is pretty ubiquitous. Everybody got one at some point in time. Yeah. You know, so like if you've got an iPhone and you've probably, I mean, I've got one that I use um, if I'm, uh, occasionally I've had to do some backing tracks for people while traveling and I, I, you know, use the the wired one into my laptop to make the backing track and give the cues through. Um, And, you know, it's like they're everywhere. And if she's got a chain that makes that sound great, it's like she can take fucking tracks from all over the world. Yep. And it'll be exactly the same every single fucking and time. And the DAW doesn't matter. Yep. So it comes in M4A, I think, probably. Yeah. Um, and so, and she was telling me one of the reasons she started doing that is to stop having the artists freeze. Like, I need you to give me these vocal takes. Ooh. And I need them tonight. Wow. So instead of like what what mic you're gonna use, yeah, what interface you're gonna use, are yeah. you gonna use GarageBand or Logic? Do you yeah. have Pro Tools? You know, all of that kind of crap. She's like, just 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 do it. Yeah, scream it into your phone. And then for you me. could just play the music elsewhere and like the noise canceling, you can't hear it. Yeah. Um yeah, it was it was pretty amazing. Wow. Like and they've been released on Spotify. Like, I mean, they've been, they're full on tracks. Can you put a link to some of that in the show notes for today? I will I would try to find, I'll to... see if she's, if she's open to it. She would also be yeah. somebody I'd love to interview. Yeah, that she's, sounds amazing. She's very, she has a new producer style. She's very run and gun, but she's, yeah. but she's, uh, she's turning out great work. And she's a mixer. She's Fuck a mixing yeah. engineer. Yeah. Um, so she's, uh, you know, an all in one. She'll take it and, help produce it and then mix it. But that's what she really asked for is like, Hey, give me like a fairly good demo. Yeah. And then she'll take the drum tracks and like do them right. And then she'll take the bass, <laughs> do it right. Yeah, you know? Wow. Yeah. And then it comes out, but she's like, if the bare bones are there next, you yeah. know, and she, cause, uh, cause apparently she's fairly quick. So, yeah. you know, but I, I really love that. I nice. love, and I love that for her. I love that for you. Yeah. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? That was really great. I, I found that out whole today thing. is uh, is a Thursday. Yes. Now, I know we, we don't want to pull the curtain down too much on this. Yeah, yeah. I thought for sure it was Friday. Really? You're like, yes. everybody's working for the weekend. Yes, let's make the show older. 81 <laughs> or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm. Mike mm. Love. Mike what's Love. What's up? Mike Love from Loveaboy. Loveaboy. <laughs> like, that's a bit on well, the my, nose, don't you think, guys? My name is Steve Tash. I think we should call it Tasher Boy. Well, my name's Mike Love. <laughs> my, oh. I'm sorry, but uh, Mike wins over here. He's got the right Mike idea. Mike wins over there. Yeah. Look at those lips. Yeah. Plus, he has split teeth. That means he's sexual. Mm. Um, yes. Mm. Uh, we got a big party tonight. Oh, yeah. Pretty excited. I, I was just given last minute instructions to go buy two bags of cheese for the enchiladas. <laughs> and on my way there, I thought, oh, I'll get a nice walk in. It's very snowy here right now. Yeah. Got a nice walk in. Wanted to get a little little exercise in before Hell I yeah. drink so much tonight. Tonight. Um, and so, uh, you know, went and walked to the store. By the time it was all done with the texting and all the rest of it, three bags of groceries came back. Uh, oh, can you get this? Oh, I need this. Oh, this <laughs> thing too. I am huffing it back home. Like, and it's all heavy shit. Jars of this, cans yeah. of that. Ragu. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> um, but it is time to shut this year down. Yeah. 
We're yeah, getting close to show. So, musicians, listen. <laughs> Artists, okay? Yes. yes. It ain't happening. <laughs> Whatever you're emailing me, it's not happening. Yeah. I'm not doing it. <laughs> you're not going to get an answer. Not until at least here's, the second week my, of January. So someone asked me, like, okay, so what's your advice toward the end of the year, how to reach out to people, like, you know, for sync or for for deals or, you know, live or whatever. I was like, do not. Do not do it. Just just say happy holidays and, hey, you know, can't, for, wait to, can't wait for next year. Yeah. Thanks for being, uh, thanks for working with us this year. We appreciate you. Here's a Starbucks gift card. That's the way to, to say anything to anybody at the end of the year. Send them a present. Dude, someone sent me a song last night. Oh, no. That they want to release. For Christmas? For the yeah. holidays? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I was like, boy. you got the wrong guy. Yeah. Well, you can. Well, you like, can how, much, how much traction can we get from this? I'm like, You're going to have to wait until next year. Yeah. I was like, but which, by the way, this was the conversation. We should talk about this. Yeah. There is no new good Christmas album this year. No. Would you agree? And like, unless you know of one, I don't. Um, I not the not a brand new one. I mean, I and I'm still listening to old Christmas, old holiday music. Yeah, everybody yeah. will. Yeah. There's classics, right? Yeah. Samara Jones put out one. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, even the newer shit like is, uh, like Brandy, a Christmas with Brandy is a reissue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Diana Krall, that's a reissue. Yeah. Um, Seth MacFarlane, you know, all those are like, yeah, done it. Yeah. But there's not really a new one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so this person that was sending me this song was like, I just think that there needs to be new Christmas music. I'm like, I totally Good agree. Luck. And they're like, but the thing is, is everyone listens to classic Christmas music yeah. and you can never get in. I was like, that's exactly what someone told Mariah Carey. Yeah. There's already Ben Crosby. There's already Johnny Mathis. What mm-hmm. are you doing? Yeah. And she didn't want that's, a lot for Christmas. She didn't. Just all of you. Jesus Christ. Uh, you are absolutely killing me, lady. <laughs> <laughs> You're so needy. Um, so what I tell people a lot of the time is write your Christmas music around now. Yeah. For next year. For next year. Be yeah. in the mood. You, know, yeah. you get the snow, you got the hubbub, you yeah. went to parties, you know, whatever that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Write that now, and then you can, when we get into July next year, we can revisit it. I have a Christmas song that I wrote with my buddy Damon when we were doing the Savage Henry thing many years ago called Nothing Good for Christmas. And it's basically about a dude that got busted with the wrong lady sitting on his lap like Santa and was in big trouble. I can't imagine why that didn't land for the holiday season, but we thought it was hilarious. Yeah. The last <laughs> few Christmas songs I've written were so fucking depressing and sad. <laughs> One of them was called, oh my God, okay. One of them's called One Less Stocking. Oh my God. Dude, it is so sad. I mean, to it's be fair, so when you wrote story. it, there was probably some shit going on. It was. It was my mom dying. Yeah, I kind of figured. Yeah, no, it just and it's a horror. It's. I'd love to bring it back because there are a lot of people that like you know they get in, you know you put this on the goth Christmas album. (laughs) (laughs) I really want to do like a war a war on Christmas album. You know, save your money and stop buying me gifts. I want to buy weed. You know that kind of stuff. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fine. Okay. But so yeah, it's. uh, Are you done Christmas shopping? 
Um, yes. Or do you do Christmas shopping? I or do, are you do. one of those people who are like, do, do. no commerce for Christmas. I just give you good thoughts. I do do Christmas. Do do. Um, do do. Uh, but mostly, like, I mean, I do it for my kid. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't need anything for me. People are like, what did I get you for Christmas? My, my parents in particular, they're like, my, my mother is just like, we want to get you something for the holidays. And I'm like, okay, get me a King Supers gift card. To go get oh. groceries or you buy nice. a Costco membership for the year. There's something that I can actually use, but we want to get you something fun. I already bought all the fun shit. I have a whole fucking studio at home. Yeah, I have all the guitars yeah. I could want, and I have a motorcycle. I need nothing else from you. Exactly. You gave me that life. Was that was a gift. Thank you. That was the argument we were having. I'm like, well, I'm putting together this media studio and putting together a few rigs, but I'm like, rug. I. No, I don't want you to buy me the new Volt interface. And, you know, and I, <laughs> oh, I love you know the Volts. I mean? like, They're great. Like, yeah, there's... Hey go, hey, go find me a fucking luthier and maybe yeah. put some money down on that. I, yeah. Like, there, yeah, there's nothing you could buy me that Can I'm not going to buy. Can you plane my saddles? Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Can you get me a file set? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I need you to go to Stumac and get me the luthier, uh, you know whatever kit advanced luthiery kit something like that yeah i yeah. certainly don't want tchotchkes i don't know <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm gonna end up with but my kid wants all the fucking nerf guns in the world he wants like nerf oh, guns and he wants that's you know, a gift for everybody like, and, and we have a okay we have a rack we have a rack of nerf guns and we have also right behind the house a fucking massive wild trail area for full-on or nerf as battles. we call it a shooting range <laughs> yeah what we call it is like the battlegrounds for nerfing so there's gonna be a uh there's gonna be a fuckload of kids over here in the next couple of weeks and i'm sending them out to the snowy tundra with nerf guns and gloves on and be like fuck it up go get out of here you know you didn't tell me about the smell <laughs> what's up star wars geeks yeah you go it's a tauntaun joke for you yeah that um, was uh, uh I thought they smelled bad <laughs> on the outside. Outside. There, there you go. go. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. I just had to correct of you. Of course, I'm going to screw it up. I knew you know, I'd screw it up. Don't, don't worry. I'm. Uh, you know the uh, the nerding house will go ahead and live and take play live <laughs> this for you. Why? What's funny is that you were probably doing the Family Guy one. <laughs> no, I was doing <laughs> Professor Frank, which is Simpsons. oh, that's okay. <laughs> No, the Family Guy Tauntaun one. Oh, yes. <laughs> Where he's on solo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, no, gee, guys. Uh, uh, I made, I I made my it. son watch, um, speaking of Seth MacFarlane, because this is the third time he's come up on this podcast. Um, well, now is the third time. Um, I made him watch the scene from Ted 2 that makes me laugh so hard I, I almost throw up, which is the yelling depressing uh, suggestions at the improv comedy. When they are just, you know, <laughs> it is the funniest. If you have, you can find this scene on YouTube, and it's like, you know, hearing Mark Wahlberg go "fuck yeah" is like it was worth the price of admission. Anyway, it is delightfully hilarious, and I, I'm 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 happy to say that I'm finding out that my son also has a, a bit of a dark comedic streak, like his father. <laughs> And so we've been enjoy- we've been enjoying a little bit of Jim Jeffries here and there, and uh, some we've done some Bo Burnham. We've been getting into some you know slightly um, darker material, shall we say? 
And uh, have you reached Jezelnik yet? Or? We have not gotten to Jezelnik yet. It's probably a little early for A little that, early yeah. for Jezelnik, but... Um, uh, but you can work your way up to it. We'll, yeah. we'll get there, but I'm just finding great joy in sharing all of this, like, fucking comedy with him right now it's awesome and it's perfect holiday time we you know we'll we'll throw you know uh something on on the uh on the netflix specials and we'll uh fucking decorate the house and throw candies and open presents and have a great fucking time i've been uh falling to sleep a lot to um <laughs> tom papa oh hell yes Be, well just done. i love the cadence and the voice you yeah know? Yeah. Okay, you're a billionaire. Good for you. <laughs> and if you don't give it away in the next 24 hours, we're coming to get you. That's all. Who's going to stop us? <laughs> like, it's just, it's great. You're doing great. You're doing great. You're doing yeah, great. It's great. You're doing great. Um, I love the TED clip for White Trash Names, and I loved oh. when that came back on TikTok. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, there was also a lovely, uh, the new Janice, Wonka. Letitia. Give his <laughs> <laughs> The new Wonka movie's coming out, and, um, uh, oh, crap, I'm going to forget his name. Uh, do you want me to do it for you? No, I got it. I'm going to I'm gonna find it here. Uh, okay. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, I'm getting there. Okay, well, I'll just, I'll just filibuster until yeah, you filibuster, get it. Yeah, filibuster, would you? Tell, uh, tell how it. do you say the name of the character that's, the name of the guy who's playing Wonka? Timothy uh, uh, Chalamet. <laughs> And the, okay, so Keegan Michael. Let's fuck up TikTok. Is it Timothy? No. Is it Timothy? No. Is it Timothy? No. Is it anything? Does anyone fucking know how to say this kid's name? Uh, Even uh, he switches it all the time because he's given up. I think that he's fucking with everybody, and I I really, I love that idea. Yeah. Okay. So Keegan Michael like, Key is in the movie. Clink, clink, clink. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. <laughs> Keegan Michael Key's in the movie, and so you know he had that Key and Peele skit where he um, was the substitute teacher who didn't want to pronounce anybody's names correctly, mm-hmm, and you mm-hmm. know A Ron and all that shit. And so what? Oh, they we gonna did, do that now? And so oh yeah, we're gonna do that. So that's exactly. So he basically was doing an interview with um, I, I can, some of the other people, some of the other cast members, and they asked him. How would that substitute teacher mispronounce the names of your fellow cast members? <laughs> and uh, Timothy Chalamet was one of was one of them. So uh, it's 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 TC. worth looking up. It's 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 funny, and I believe Olivia Coleman's in it too. And you know he he uh, says I know how her. to say that shit. <laughs> Fucking funny. God, anyway, I love well, her. She is so. Listen. Like, I know that she is not, you know, some young starlet. No, but she's badass. She's so fucking hot. I love her. Okay. Yes. Okay. No, I'm, well no, I'm not even kidding. Oh. I just, when I, oh. she lights up a screen. Mm. Lights it up, I tell you. Oh. Oh, yeah. This is what got Here me go in trouble again. on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Merry Christmas, Kelsey. How are oh. you? She doesn't celebrate uh, Christmas. There's someone that's waving a piece of paper. It's the rundown um, Uh, (laughs) that, like, we haven't hit a goddamn thing. We have it. We hit. We hit. uh, Let's see here. We we hit the intro. We started talking. We hit the intro. Start talking. We did shutting the year down. Shutting the year down. We talked about that. Um, Yes. By the way, uh, let's let's put a bow on that. Don't like nothing's happening till February. Yeah. Just. Yeah, agree. Just don't. Agreed. Just don't. Now it's Just say hi. Time. Create, create, create. 
Right. Produce, create. create, get your catalog together. Yep. Absolutely. Get your paperwork get in order. Together. Okay, I hear you, Kelsey. We'll get to it. Here it is. Okay. Um, <laughs> So here it is. Uh, next, I'll just go really quick. Spotify's axing 17%. CFO steps down. Daniel Ek uh, says it's because people are doing fake work at Spotify. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, title cut to uh-huh. 10% as well. Uh, streaming's in uh, a little bit of a... Uh, an, a, a little, uh, it's going through it right now. Let's just say that. It's going through um, puberty. So let's get to this. Next year, what we think we'll see and what we want to see. Wow, mm-hmm. that's great producing. Kelsey. Wow. Well um, done. Well done. So next year, what we think we'll see and what we want to see in music, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go, I'll do, I'll do a little bit here. Okay. Here's what I think will happen. Okay. Here's what I think some of the things. Upheaval in streaming, quite a bit of upheaval in streaming. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the new Spotify rules are going to take effect. Not only are you going to have to have a thousand streams a month, probably. It yeah. says a year, but you're going to have to have a certain amount of streams to like ticket every month, it seems like. Yeah. Um, you're, now it's starting to leak out. You're going to have to actually have a certain amount of unique listeners as well. Mm. So if you're on a bunch of playlists that regular listeners are listening to uh, mm-hmm. it's going to be weird i don't know how they're going to count that yeah on unique listeners uh-huh. um but that's that's going to be an issue we're going to see how that all plays out and how it honestly how it really plays out for independence and how it plays out for a lot of people that are gamifying spotify yeah buying bots and streams and stuff yeah um and that goes to like these minute tracks of whale songs and the 14 minute tracks of whale songs and how they're paying those out and how the royalty pool goes. Um, Apple and Spotify in terms of problems with the EU, there's a whole thing about mm. uh, remuneration where there needs to be equality in artist remunerate room remuneration. Remuneration Something like that. Yes. Numeration. Yes. Numeration. Um, yeah. Apparently, Spotify is not actually pulling out of Uruguay, but it was said that they were. But this is going to come more to the labels and publishers about the mm-hmm. rules in the EU, yeah. about having this equality thing that's happening. Um, so we'll see. But Apple also is going to run into some problems with these EU laws about their own App Store stuff <laughs> oh, <laughs> for boy. Apple Music yeah. versus Spotify Music. Um Here's an interesting thing that I wanted to mention because we have talked about this before. Apple is going to be paying more and waiting more algorithm to Atmos, to Dolby Atmos mixes. Amazon and Tidal already have this. Mm -hmm. Amazon and Tidal pay better anyway. They do. Um, But it's not as much. They do not have as many listeners. Not as many listeners, listeners, yeah. yeah. Um, And so I got a question last week. Well, okay, what is all that? How do I get into that? So what you need to do is Google Dolby Renderer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's normally in most DAWs already. Yeah. If you buy it outright separately, it's like two ninety nine mm-hmm. um, from Dolby. But this may be something if you want a little bit of a leg up. I'm not saying you should do this. I'm not saying I care. Yeah. But you can mix it in headphones because apparently 80% of people that are listening to Dolby Atmos tracks are listening in headphones. Yeah. For an Which is interesting experience. for spatial audio. Yeah. Um, but I think I think this may be a thing. I think it may be, like, if you want it, it's not that hard to pull out that mix. You can still get a good stereo mix after pulling that up out of your favorite DAW for the, for the Dolby thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but so Dolby Renderer is what you need to look for, and then whatever your DAW is. So if you're doing Logic, go Dolby Renderer 
Logic Pro X or um, same thing with Pro Tools. There's a setting in there where you can basically launch it to do yeah. that mix and just mess with it. Best I've heard from everyone is no one cares how good it is. Yeah. <laughs> There's no like, wow, that's a really good Dolby Atmos mix. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there are some, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that's going to, I think, I think it, I mean, when there's money with it, it's going to be a bigger thing. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a bigger thing. And yeah. I think I see this as sort of the war between waves and high-quality MP3s. Mm. Mm -hmm. If it's not that much of an issue and one platform is preferring it a certain way, yeah. okay, well then drop a Dolby Atmos mix. Yeah, yeah. And still do your stereo mix. Now yeah. you just have an extra master. Um Another thing that kind of goes against the grain, against the grain, is um, the return of QR codes. Yeah. Uh, I know. I know. And especially if you're a millennial, you hate QR codes because it was such a thing. It just, It's just a stupid thing, right? Everyone's like, oh, my God, a fucking QR code. However, because of the pandemic, so many restaurants moved yeah, to, to QR codes for menus. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of older people are more used to them now. They know how to open yeah. up a camera on a phone. <laughs> Can I ask they a question about it. the QR code? I, yeah. My favorite thing in the world is when somebody texts me a QR code and they say, open it with your phone. Yeah. And I, I'm like, it's a photo of a QR code. I have to go find another camera now to no. scan it. No? No, you just hold the, the photo and it will say, open in a new tab. Really? Yeah, it's embedded. The link's embedded. Well, that was, but when, okay. All right, fine. I know. It, or they could have sent you a link. You're no, right. No, they just sent me a photo of it. Right. Photo of their QR code. Screenshot. Um, yeah, that's an issue. Well, then you save it to photos and open it with photos. And it, Got, all right. It'll all open right. the square around it. All right. All right. Again, okay. I think this is coming a little bit more, and I think bands could could do a little bit of damage with it. Okay. Um, and Give me idea, some, like, how, how do you think dance could do some damage with that? I have some ideas, but I would like to hear yours. I, I mean, every flyer on the table of your live show, yeah. you have a QR code for the latest single. Yeah. Um, every, every time you do like a poster, you can, you can use them digitally on, you know, Facebook and Twitter and TikTok and all that kind of stuff. You know, like there's a, a thousand ways to do it, but like really to try to get more fans into your personal email list, there's yeah. a way to do it where you can just have someone go directly to your email list, drop your email, boom. And then they get something back immediately. Yeah. Um, so it's just a quicker way to get someone into your like, don't use it to send someone to Spotify. Like you're just kind of <laughs> wasting your time. there. Like send them to your link or whatever and yeah. get their email somehow. Yeah. Get them into your world is what I think. Yeah. Um, use it for contests. Yeah. Like if you want to get people to use it more. Yeah. You know, give away like the first person that goes to that QR code and finds the the. Um, the last song that you're going to play tonight on the set list. So, mm -hmm. okay, here's a way. So you do the QR code. It's on all these little printouts on the table. Yeah. Or you just have it on stage just somewhere and yeah. like, hey, do this QR code. It has our set list. The first one that tells us what's the last song going to be, uh, we'll buy your, your table around of drinks. Yeah. Very nice. Suddenly people know how to fucking use a QR code. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, you put it together with a drink, you put it together with some things that are kind of free, and maybe not a song. You could do a download, and you could be something that is like, these are for super fans, right? Like, if someone's yeah. coming to your show and be like, um, if you want a copy of tonight's show, 
the live recording of tonight's show, exactly what we played, we'll uh, send it to your email. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So offer something with it. Don't just send them somewhere. That's a link. Yeah. You know, offer them something. And it's, it's fairly easy to set up. There's a bunch of different places where you can do customized QR codes. Mm-hmm. But basically, just do a landing page that has an email thing. Yeah, and what like a, you're going to get for dropping that email for that night or for yeah. that code. Yeah. And then that's the way to do it, I think. That's a fucking great idea. Yeah. Put it you're on your ge- tour bus. You're a genius. Put it on your it, tour bus if you're touring. Like, put yeah. a QR code for what the dates are going to be. So if you're in town yeah. and then you're just driving around Kansas City or whatever, and they're like, oh, my God, they're going to be at McGillicuddy's tonight. McGillicuddy's. That's a solid Irish name. Yeah, it's actually a Mexican bar. Okay. Um. <laughs> wow. Wow. Great enchiladas. Fantastic. Um, oh, my God. There's going to be enchiladas tonight. Oh, hell Here's yeah. Here's the other thing that I think is going to happen. Streaming syncs and ad spots are exploding. I'm seeing tons of upcoming briefs. Because there's so much splintering of streaming services mm-hmm. and because of... Some of them are using ad spots. Yeah. You know, Hulu, The Cock. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fantastic. The other well ones played. Are using... <laughs> yeah. I almost said Hulu's Cock. Hulu's Cock. But also sports sinks. No, yeah. If you're yeah. paying attention to the sports world at all, there is massive upheaval. There are new contracts happening mm-hmm. for the NBA. There's new bargaining agreements for um, hockey. Yeah. The NBA has a new in-season tournament that's happening, and it just happened this year, and now it's going to happen next year, and it's going to be sponsored. It's going to be a whole breakout thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, The NBA is renegotiating a contract, and that means it's going to be spread out over multiple networks. Um, Soccer in between MLS, Paramount, The Cock, um, TNT, there is splintering <laughs> all over sports, and that means every single one of those is going to have new promo spots, new broadcast coverage, new pre-shows, post-shows, halftime, mm-hmm. bumpers, commercials. Um, so whenever you see that, when you see media fragmentation as a musician, mm. as a songwriter and a producer, yeah. you should think that means el streamzo. Now, I can't help you know what kind of music to do to those. If you don't know yeah. that, you know, that's on you. That's a longer podcast, but that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you think will happen or do you care or do you just agree with those? And I'll get to the wants. Um, I, I didn't know about all the sports stuff because I'm not a sports person. That sports much. ball. I'm not. A, I just I'm just not. Unfortunately, it's just not. It's no, just not it's not I'm unfortunate. Into. That's fine. Um, and, and, you know, maybe I'm a, I, I feel like I'm the old man yells at cloud here thing. Um, what but, a turn of events. <laughs> yeah, because I think that music is going to get because um, I feel like especially pop music and, and especially modern country music. Sometimes in hip hop. Um, and most music that's getting released these days is pretty disposable. And, you know, it's like it's in for 12 hours and it's out. And I think that window is going to get shorter on how long a song remains um, uh, popular and in the uh, I agree in, in the uh, um, public eye, shall we say. So I have no interest in necessarily doing that all the time. So people like me are going to be like, you know what, I'd rather, you know pull a Rick Rubin and just make things that feel good and sit well with me. And I think that that is going to be a side 
thing that happens over here because there are people that are going to be seeking music that has a little bit more gravity and weight to it and is not, you know, a popsicle. I I totally agree. I think that is going to happen next year. Some of my label contacts and the people that they're preparing for next year, mm-hmm. uh, there's going to be a lot more controversial stuff to yeah. try to stick out because so much, well, we're, we're, we're up to 120,000 songs yeah. going well, on Lil Spotify. Lil Nas X is making every... a Christian record. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's what uh, so he says on his socials. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, but... Because there is so much music that's coming out, the only way that you can differentiate yourself is how you promote it and market it, right? Mm -hmm. And um, your little TikTok stuff and your campaigns on Facebook or Instagram or whatever will only go so far. Yeah. And, and, you know, you can take a look at Lil Nas X and people that have done shit over the last year and just kind of look at, like, how controversy sells. And I think... Especially labels and sub labels know this. Like, how do you nudge yourself into the yeah. conversation? Mm-hmm. And therefore, I think, especially for independent music, authenticity is going to matter a thousand times more. Mm-hmm. Just like the oh, dude yeah. that did that that oh, yeah. country song this year. Um, mm-hmm. The you know the dude that like blew up on TikTok. It was just him oh, in yeah. a shirt playing a guitar. Yeah, you know yeah. Um, that kind of stuff. Like. If you really yeah, you, hone the the song and the message of it, that's going to be your big marketing win this year, I think. Yeah, and you can't As fake always, it. You can't but it's going it. to be even bigger this year, I think. Yeah, can't fake it. You can't just say that's the new hot thing. I'm going to do that. Yeah, because yeah. it will it will not work. It has to not be long genuine term. and for real. Not long term. Not oh, building yeah. a fan base and listeners and yeah and all. Eventually, that. you'll get sleepy and that. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, here's some of the things I want to see happen next year. Thank you, Kelsey. Um, here's some of the things I want to see happen <laughs> next year. Yeah. To my left, that's where I looked. Yeah. You saw it. Okay. I saw it. Yeah. Um, I want more bands to give a shit about putting on a concert than a gig. Oh, okay. Hallelujah, holy shit, where's the Tylenol? Go buy a $20 guitar to break on stage if you want. Something, anything, yeah. but just getting up there in your ratty old fucking clothes with no color and not figuring out a stage show, not figuring out video. Almost every club, even little bars, have like a little screen you could put something on with mm-hmm. a USB and a laptop mm-hmm. that you could put a little bit of visual action into. Yeah. Go tip the mixing guy. What Tip the light guy. Like, do something yeah. for Christ's sake. Like it's such a glut market. Mm-hmm. Stand out, make it an event. Um one of our friends, a very close friend of ours, Tommy Nahulu, he does live paintings at certain shows. Yeah. So he will sit there during the show and do a live painting. And at the end of the show, they auction it off. A lot of times it's for charity or mm-hmm. for something else. Yeah. But there is no reason why every show can't have that. And talk about physical merch. Yeah. Something, an event to walk by. There's something happening here that yeah. doesn't happen at other gigs. Yeah. Um, little things like that. Giveaways. Mm-hmm. Make your own water. There's there's like all of these things. Do you know, like there's these water companies now that offer cans of water. Oh, that's right. That are free to give away yeah. because yeah. you can put advertising on it. Yeah. Well, that can be your fucking band. Mm-hmm. Or that can be your drummer's dad's car dealership. Yeah. It doesn't matter. 
give away water somehow. Somehow yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah. There's just a bunch of ways to do that. Maybe we'll have a podcast about that later in like mm-hmm. extreme guerrilla marketing techniques. Yes. Hide $20 bills under tables. There are a thousand ways to do it. I have a list of a hundred to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but like make concerts, events, stop playing gigs. There's too much entertainment out there. Yeah. There's too much entertainment in at here home. at home. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. To yeah. get me to get into a $20 Uber, to pay yeah. a $10 c- cover charge, yeah. to buy a $10 drink. To yeah. see you in your ratty fucking clothes, give me a you reason. Know, tuning on stage and yelling at the drummer, and not, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> it's gonna kill me. That's amazing. I can, so I, can I can just see, I can just see you at that show too. Like that's um, me in the back. That's, that's me, me in the, in the back, corner, screaming at the band on the stage. Fantastic. Play a fucking concert. Um, yeah, I mean, this is all basic <laughs> shit, but it seems like every band has forgotten it. Um, I think there's a lot of, there's, um, the, the message got mixed up in uh, that, uh, well, my music will speak for itself. Your music does speak for itself. And if I'm bored, that's what it's saying. You know? Um, so, uh, it, you know, like, it, it, it's, if your songs are, are you know, good, you, it, a great visual experience will take me back there every time i listen to your music yeah um there's been a couple of concerts i've seen of bands that i was a fan of and they put out a new record i'm like ah, oh, record's fine and then i saw it live and saw the concert and the show and the performance that they put on and, and it, it changed my perspective on the recording material so yeah you know because i have i have a a friend of mine called it the and then they i, I went to see this band and then they you know, exactly. they did this. So it was a great show and they did this and then they did this and then they did this, you know, and what's that thing? You know, um, just having a guy in a fucking Santa suit playing a guitar with Christmas lights all over it and jumping all over a drum set. That was, you know, I mean, that's a show element too. like uh, there's I mean, there's there's pieces, there's parts to that. There's the performance aspect. There's Gigi Allen flinging his shit at people. There's, you know, there's, yeah. you know, like there's the, the visual aspect. You can run. I, I've I've done this forever and ever and ever, which is I've sent video to the front of house from a laptop and run an audio track with a click to the video. So the video is happening at the same time as the band's doing things, and I have my own light show because the screens are doing what I want them to do. Exactly. Something like that. And then what I can do is I can actually run the show in blocks and bricks and go, we can do this, this, this song, and this song, and this song. And I got a guy up there who's, who's doing it on a fucking computer, and if we decide we want to change the order of the show, we can do that on the fly. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just, you know, like the way that you, the, there are so many ways for you to put on a visual experience. I had a, I had a friend of mine, we did, a, we did a show together, we had old TVs. And we ran just a bunch of random fucking shit to these TVs. You got a visualizer on your computer when you play music these days. And yeah. we took the TVs and we basically smashed the shit out of the screens with a bat and ran video to them. And it was all fucked up and destroyed. And it looked really fucking cool on stage. Yeah. Josh uh, Skelton, our friend and our guitar playing friend in Nashville, um, he had a band called Starfuzz. And I believe they did something similar. They had a bunch of TVs all over the stage just playing a bunch of like Ed Sullivan show and that kind of shit. And it gave me something else to say, hey, that was a good show, a great show. And the stage setup was fucking great. There's so much stuff you can do now for 
almost zero extra dollars to make and, the show an and then they. And think about this. The and then they thing has to do with why someone that came to saw, see your show, how, how they tell someone else about it. Yeah. Right? Someone else who doesn't know your favorite band. Mm-hmm. They don't know the lyrics. They don't know the name of the songs. They don't know the yeah. name of the lead singer. All of that shit. You're like, oh, you know, during um, during the song, you know, gonna catch you. Um, they the guitar player played this D. It was amazing. No one gives a fuck. He played with nobody his D. gives a fuck. But if what? you're like during the song, gonna catch you, you should have seen the thing the guy was wearing. He took it off and it, and it caught on fire. It was amazing. Yeah. Like yeah. the like there's something about. The show yeah. that someone could share with someone who doesn't know the band that would yeah. make other people come see the band. You got to step. You got to step outside your 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 create your musical creative wheelhouse here and think about what it was like for you to stand in the crowd of, of a show and, and watch something that made you want to go play music in the first place. Okay, I agree, but that was before Netflix and Hulu, and and someone would bring you know ev- anything you ever wanted to your house, um, like like back yeah. in those days, I could be like, oh, that was a great show because of, I don't know, I take myself out of that because as a musician seeing shows, I'm paying attention to what it sounds like and and yeah. all the rest of it. Yeah. But like regular fans, they don't they don't no. get that stuff. There was a a show I did in two thousand. Um, it was a while ago, um, but the idea was we had we had sold out a big theater in town. Um, we were doing a CD release show when you did that kind of thing, which is not the what, traditional. What, I'm sorry, what was that? Uh, you did a what were you releasing? A compact disc. <laughs> a compact disc. A compact disc. That is, a, it was in the 2000s. I promise. And what happened is, I walked into that theater and I said, "I'm turning this into a circus tent." And they went, the fuck you are. And I said, there's going to be a guy on stilts out here in the lobby. There's going to be a dude walking around on a ball, like dressed like a seal. There's going to be a werewolf. There's going to be like, like I'm, I'm putting trapeze artists in there. And I want to do this thing. The only thing I could not do is the, the fire department would not let me hang things from the, uh, the center light truss where the disco ball was. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah you they, can't fucking do, do that. They tend to frown upon hanging. Yeah, so <laughs> they were like, they were like, you can't hang. Like, and it wasn't hanging a person from up there, like the, oh, okay, the trapeze artists. I was not doing that. I wanted to have like you know like the, these white um, uh, like fabrics Streamers. to to make it look like you were inside a big top tent. Oh yeah, yeah, cover. Um, yeah. But they were like, yeah, don't fucking do that. Uh, so what we did is we actually made the stage like that instead, and yeah. projected video onto all of those those white things, and it was five different videos. And we I spent some time with the video guy, and we got it so that it was. Five different strips projecting right on that thing. Had all these fucking lights and shit flying all over the place. Trapeze artists. I I got a werewolf. Um, yeah, it was a awesome. real one. A real a real a lycanthrope. <laughs> and you know it was just like I wanted to do this thing where it was just like I don't know of another <laughs> band that's fucking doing this. Rest in peace, Pat. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 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 all right. Uh, we love um, you, Chevy. And this goes along with uh, another thing that I want to see is more. I, I, by the way, all of this stuff works together, right? Yeah. 
visuals and music and being an artist, having a vision, caring, mm. caring, giving a shit about your music and how it is yeah. portrayed, right? This is kind of a Taylor Swift theory. Like, why do you do all these little things and these little hints? And she did the Midnight's thing in front oh of the telephone. Oh, my God, that was, that it, was brilliant. All of that kind of crap that had nothing to do with the music and yet everything to do with it. And it's because, especially in today's world... I know you're going to hate hearing this, musicians. Fans don't give a fuck about your music primarily. They care about you if you're an artist. Yeah. Like, do you buy into it? Do mm -hmm. you care so much about your music that you're going to come up with a circus motif? Yeah. Come up with something, to, a way to like portray it that you've thought so much about how you're presenting it. Yeah. I can get into that as a fan. It's yeah. not just another song on my playlist. It mm -hmm. also is a reason for me to spend the money to go see the show. It's also a reason for me to go, if you were to put up, say, a live stream. Why I would sit in my house and fire up YouTube. Uh, yeah. This is another thing. I think live streaming is going to take another step forward this year. You okay. know what you need to live stream on YouTube? What's that? Not a goddamn thing. Mm -mm. Your phone. Yeah. And no, and no hits. So you need you gotta that. Be, you got to be a verified artist, whatever, but that, that's pretty easy. You get that through a distributor. You send YouTube a message. Mm -hmm. But basically, you don't need a 1,000 followers. You don't need a 1,000 subs anymore. You don't need a certain amount of views, all that. Can, you can just fire that shit up right away. Can I have so a 1,000 So why are you not live streaming every rehearsal? Ooh, that's why a good call. Why are you not inviting 10 of your fans as a VIP show to your rehearsal room, throwing up Christmas lights... Mm -hmm. Putting up a few uh, iPhone cameras doesn't matter. Yeah. No yeah. one cares. Yeah, and and then just live streaming it. You can That's ask for tips. Just, yeah. you can charge for it. Uh, why don't you get your mom to come to your <laughs> rehearsal? <laughs> Sit around yeah. all the porn magazines and the beer bottles. I want to see that. Your fans uh, want to see I have, that. I have so many questions, but yes, I agree. But and this goes along with record everything. I don't know why you have to swear so much in your songs, Michael. I like it. It's fucking cool. Um, <laughs> my mom cussed so much more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's saying something. She really did. Yeah. Yeah. She, she had the mouth of a, she had the mouth. She used to say, I have the mouth on a sailor. And I'm like, mouth of a sailor, mom. <laughs> yeah, no, she is. She was right the first time. Uh, this goes along with record everything. Uh -huh. If we are in a world where everyone's releasing everything all the time. In a world. Well, then record every show. I mean, yeah. we've talked about this. Record yeah. every show. Go buy a one terabyte Samsung drive. Yeah. Record every show, every live show, every rehearsal, every songwriting session. Yeah. Just, just start, rec get used to that, especially if you're a young band, and we've talked about this. G start recording yourself to understand why it's boring to you. Because <laughs> it's going to be. That's like a, yeah. you can see in between in rehearsals why it's taking so long, and yeah. the drummer didn't have the the stand on this on this uh, symbol correct. And why are yeah. you tuning? Get another fucking guitar. Fix yeah. your guitar so you're not tuning all the time. Yeah, you know, all that kind of stuff. That's start uh, recording more. That's you will learn so much. Yes, about yeah. your uh, it'll you know, become obvious. And I I don't know about you, but on on stage for me. Dead air is like if I hear more than th it, it feels eight times longer on stage, it Kills will feel me. 20 times longer when you're listening to yourself do it live yeah. and you're going, Oh, fuck. You just hear, hear the crowd noise die away and then silence. And There's nothing uh -uh. like putting a camera in the middle of the room. 
Ooh. Because yeah. then you start hearing people talk. Ooh. Yeah. I, I, I did this with a band. I was like, I just I don't need to tell you. Just mm-hmm. watch this. And yeah. you can see what songs are weak, what intros aren't working. Yeah. How the singer is talking too fucking much and not saying anything funny or important. And and you just hear, you know, Chatty Cathy over here going, you know, the thing is, is Debbie told me (laughs) I should go on Saturday. And you're like, you're at a fucking show. Well, you're not because the show's not going Mm -hmm. on right now. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, then you come to me for how to fix that. Okay, well, now we do. Now we do, uh, you know, intros and outros. Now we do little musical interludes. Now we, you know, if the singer wants yeah. to talk, make sure it's funny. Yeah. You can't use it. it yeah. You've got to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. well, it's also if you're some, there is so much more to being a front person than just being able to fucking sing. Did you say fuck and sing? Fucking sing. I did say to fucking <laughs> sing at the same true. time, that's which also is also true. true. Yeah, it's like, oh my God, he's so brooding. Um, anyway, uh, uh, just you have to be able to read a room. Yes. You, that, the number one thing and is to run know, a room. And run a room and like so that you and c- command it. You want to watch a, a, a commanding presence, watch anything fucking Freddie Mercury did between 84 and 87. Yeah. I would yeah. say right now, watch Dave Grohl. Oh yeah, for yeah. a band that for someone who talks, yeah, like you know, and he'll talk over a musical interlude, yeah, and yeah. it's hilarious, and yeah. he's funny, and mm-hmm. he's making fun of himself, and it's yeah. fun, and he's talking about other band members, and then Pat smiles, and then yeah. like it's a thing, yeah. And the I, thing be- about like him is also the music is serious, yeah. Dave is not, no. And that's the thing that I love about that band is like those songs are fucking powerful, kick ass songs, and he's out there to have a fucking great time with you. Yeah. I mean, the same thing with Freddie Mercury, that kind of thing is that like when you're talking, you're like hyping up the crowd or whatever, but you're not actually talking about the song. Mm -hmm. You're you're getting everyone involved in the musical experience. Yeah. You know, so the song could be about suicide. It could be about, you know, long lost love. It could be very sad. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. I'm here to have a good time. I'm here to watch yeah. you play the music, not Unless listen. you're going to say Damien Rice, then you're going to cry the entire time. <laughs> I know, but even he's funny. He's, yes, and he's very Irish. And he's, yeah, yeah he's, he's very dark and brooding. Yeah, very dark and brooding. <laughs> so is there so. anything else you would want to see? Those are the things I think I want to see more of this year. I want to um, see events. That's what I want to see. I don't want to see, I don't want to see another fucking show. Mm-mm. You know, like, I think that's what we're getting to is this idea of, like, I want to see all of the, you know, I want to see the bombastic fucking, I want to see what the the band at my local venue can do that rivals the Muse show I saw earlier this year with yeah. their own fucking, with their, just like, yeah. just grit and self, you know, will, power, is what can you fucking do? Just think about it like a kiss thing. Yes. What can you do to blow away a 500 cap room yeah. that would have people buzzing? Yeah. Not to not the least of which is the management. And mm. yeah, it might cost you a little bit of money. Yeah. And yes, it may take a little bit more time. Yeah. But like you can reuse all that stuff. Like, but if you just mm-hmm. think about it that way, if you're like, okay, if I were to play a theater or 2000 or whatever, mm-hmm. we're going to put a lot of work into it. Well, why not for the 500? Like, yeah. figure it out, find a yeah. way to do it. Um, yeah. 
and, because and you're like, also going to promote that differently. You will promote that show differently because you're putting that artistic work into it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, we know this sounds, we're making it sound easy. I know it's hard. I know it's a lot of what you've got a job, you're rehearsing, you're doing all these <laughs> things. You got the shows, you got five shows coming. Yeah. I know. I know, yeah. but like this is what's going to break you out of the thing mm -hmm. you're doing. If you're not growing, this is what's going to help you grow. Uh, this yeah. is why we're telling you this. Um, mm -hmm. I think the other thing about that is that when you're when you're paying attention to your presentation of your music, yeah, it doesn't matter whether you nail it right at first. Yeah, like just. Try something crazy. Try something yeah. a little bit different. And mm -hmm. here's one of here's one of the biggest pieces of advice I'm giving bands this year. Come up with your killer cover. Ooh. Nothing sells your show better to civilians, right? <laughs> than one of your fans <laughs> being able to go, oh my God, they do a version of this song you already know. Like that sells a show so well like you that that person could know your whole catalog know every one of your songs perfectly but like if you do a killer version of something and make it your band's song that band in la that's doing um a crazy rock version with synth of jump that was mm. like all over tiktok yeah and it was like the guitar players were doing the solos that that is the key part. They were doing that together, and it blew up. It blew up because everybody's like, "Oh my god, you should hear this band's version of Jump," yeah. and that is a touchstone that any civilian fan, and whether they like that band, that cover band or not, it's something. It's an easy way to share. As a fan of your band, it's an easy way for them to share something that anyone can understand. Yeah. If you're like, oh my God, the version they do of My Chemical Romance Helena is mm. amazing. You have to see it. I would love to cover that song. Well, what's we should, the worst let's, just, let's just fucking, let's just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. Well played. <laughs> I just, I, that's, uh, I don't know. I can figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll let's figure it out. It. Yeah. We'll figure that's it out. That's good. That's good. Oh, dude, that was a lovely rant there, by the way. Right? Well done. Thank Lovely you, rant. Kelsey. Thank you. Thanks, She's Kelsey. like, finally, you hit something on the goddamn list. Merry Christmas yeah. to you. Merry fucking Christmas. All right, Find let's the... get to the sink of the week. The sink, sink of the week. Oh, sink yeah. of the week. I'll go first. Go for it. Mine is from Porsche Taycan. There's oh, a new Porsche lovely. out. That's the electric one, isn't it? Oh, it's oh, a no, buff the... for windy. The Taycan is so. the, the electric one, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, and it, the placement on it, it's a commercial spot, mm -hmm. and they used, I'm cool like that. I'm shocked you saw a commercial. Diggable Planets? Yes. Rebirth of Slick, y'all. Hell yes. Parentheses, cool like, cool like that. Diggable Planets, one of the best posy hip-hop songs ever. It's so fucking good. I'm cool like that. I'm smooth like that chill like that it's a killer song it's great. um and it's being used for porsche which is just fantastic yeah um the agency is kramer uh Krasselt, which is ck uh mm -hmm. the executive director of that is marshall ross i think he works that account um mm, again fantastic there are gonna be more of these kind of commercials and uh you know get in on that shit uh, but yeah i saw a commercial what did i see a commercial oh i was watching probably football because i'm a uh, sports ball fair. person 
Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I've not. I've been. I've. You know. I'm not an active sit and watch sports person. If it's on, it's on in the background. Cool like that. Anyway, that's a that's a fucking great choice. That is a great song. It's a great song. Diggable planets. I like. There's so many fucking great chill hop kind of vibe bands from that era like us three us three arrested development even like i would go Soul to us oh. oh just like just fucking cool shit you know anyway yeah um That's okay good so stuff. i'm gonna let my nerd flag fly because in between workouts and moving um i have actually been watching the doctor who specials on disney plus mm-hmm. very much enjoying all of those they have three of them out. I believe the final one is out Christmas Day. Uh, but uh, Doctor Who Special 3, The Giggle, with our uh, with uh, the most delightful Neil Patrick Harris as uh, as the titular villain. Um, yes, uh, just delightful moment. Dance breakout where a bunch of people explode into rose petals <laughs> with the Spice Girls Spice Up Your Life. Watching wow. NPH dance gleefully in a ringmaster costume to spice up your life by Spice Girls uh, was a was a delightful experience. It's a really fun, been a really fun run of these. They're expending their entire effects budget on these four specials. Thank yeah. you, BBC. It has not actually looked like a BBC show for these last four episodes because most of the time you're watching a Doctor Who, you're like. Yeah, this was definitely made at the BBC studios. Yeah, yeah you know, you yeah. can tell they they have a. We've talked about this before. BBC shows have a very particular look to them. They do. Um, yeah, and so, but these do not look like that, and they're great. So uh, that is uh, uh, Ollie White was a soup was the music soup on that one for uh, Spice Up Your Life. Uh, the Spice Girls in special three for Doctor Who. The giggle, nice. Um, so you haven't seen the new one, like the end, right? The the that's Christmas Day. The Christmas Day number. I think the fourth one is at Christmas Day. So I've seen the the three up till now. Yeah. All right. I I've heard. Have you heard anything about it? Uh, I, I have heard. I've that there was. In I heard the last there's rule one, break breaking. There was rule breaking in the last one for sure. Of the world, right? Uh, of the, the of yes, the, the world, world building, yes, yeah. yeah, the world doctor. Okay. There was a there was a little thing now that. Um, well, when you see the next one, we'll have to chat about it. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm uh, not as privy, but I do understand fandom. Since it came back in the uh, 2000s with Christopher Eccleston, I have been a fan. I kind of fell off a little bit over the last few seasons, but there were just I like for, for a sci-fi nerd fan. You know, and something that I grew up with. It is still something I enjoy watching. And David Tennant is, um, you know, we've talked about Good Omens, and yes, you know, we he's, are a, he's just a David fucking fans. David Tennant is the. Uh, and anytime you see him with Michael Sheen, all the shit they did during the pandemic on Zoom videos, yeah. uh, it was just like it's just funny as all hell. And I, I am a very big fan of him, and the fact that he's been back in the last few episodes has been really, really, really fun. But absolutely, there is some rule-breaking. Yes. Okay. Have a sandwich, David. All right! Let's wrap this sucker up. Merry Christmas, Kelsey. Thank you for all the work you did. Merry Christmas, Stu. Happy Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Lupe to everybody out there. Celebrating all the things. That sounds Um, like something you would get at Taco Bell, by the way. Oh, it's really good. It's $2.99. I get it with the gordita. It's fantastic. (laughs) A little bit of the medium fire sauce, sure. (laughs) 
fire. They don't have medium fire sauce. It's just medium or fire. Huh. Yeah. 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 Maybe you should ask. Anyway, oh. um, so I hope everybody's <laughs> having a great time. I hope you have a great Christmas. We'll be back. Uh, we're yeah. still gonna we're gonna push on through because we don't yeah. have nothing to do because we're in the yeah. music industry. We're yeah. done. I have two we're more done. shows and I'm out. Fucking hey, <laughs> right. Uh, you have a fabulous holiday season. However you're celebrating, be kind to each other and uh, do things in joy and love and uh, write a great song. Yeah, at twoshotsmusicpod.com. Uh, you can also find us anywhere at twoshotsmusicpod. That's the number two at twoshotsmusicpod. Twoshotsmusicpod at gmail.com. Email us all your happy things, and you can send us emails that we will not read this week. And uh, <laughs> uh, until then, we hope you write a great song. I love you guys, and uh, be kind to each other, and have a great holiday. Yay. Yay. Talk to you soon. Love you. Bye. Bye.